Hey, pop punk enthusiasts. Welcome back to another episode of Pop Punk Promo Podcast. My name is Sydney and I am the host of this incredible music podcast. If you're new here, what is up? Thank you for checking out Pop Punk Promo Podcast. I am so excited to have you here. It is seriously so crazy to have listeners from all over the country and all over the world listening to Pop Punk Promo. It is nuts. So, Wherever you're from, wherever you're listening from, if this is your first time listening, if this is your 30th time listening, thank you so much for tuning in. It seriously means so much to me. To anyone out there who has impacted Pop Punk Promo in any way, if you have helped my little business grow, thank you so much for putting in time and investing in me. It seriously means more than you guys know. If you've ever interviewed with me, if you've ever listened, if you've ever donated, if you've ever purchased anything in any way for this podcast, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I wouldn't be here without all of you, so I just can't thank you guys enough. This episode is a big one for Pop Punk Promo. It is the very first episode of season four of the show. I cannot believe we are already at season four you guys this is nuts so for those of you who are just jumping in pop punk promo has 12 episodes per season one episode per week so this is the first episode of season four which means that we've released 12 incredible episodes for three seasons now that means we are at 36 episodes with this being the 37th That is literally insane. I started this thing about nine months ago now, and I never would have dreamed that we'd be where we are. I never would have dreamed that I had interviewed some of these incredible artists that I'd have a platform all over the world. This is nuts. And I just want to take a moment to celebrate what it is that we've built here in the last nine months. Flashing back all the way to the very first episode of Pop Punk Promo, we featured Lolo as our first episode. Now, I did not interview her at that time. The first four episodes of Pop Punk Promo were actually just me speaking commentary about these incredible artists. I didn't have any interviews until episode five, where we featured Callie Rohde. Now, She was my very first interview and I found her on TikTok and just thought she was absolutely incredible. So I reached out to her on Instagram, you know, and said, hey, I'm starting this podcast. Will you take a chance on me? I'd love to interview you. And at the time, I wasn't really sure how to navigate, you know, video calling and getting that to be nice, clear audio. So I reached out to her and gave her a list of questions and I had her answer them and I basically bounced off of her answers and turned that into the podcast format. Now, that was crazy. Looking back, I can't believe that I even did that, but that's a little inside scoop for you about Pop Punk Promo if you didn't know that. After interviewing Callie Rohde, I realized that I had all of this potential in me to reach out to other artists and learn their stories as well. So I moved on and I interviewed Peyton Marie, Hannah Duckworth, Noelle Sucks, and Juwan. And then that led me to Dawn, which is the nostalgic pop punk duo featuring McCall and Mike. Now, they were the very first interview that I conducted via a Zoom call. And this was crazy. I have done this this way ever since. So they were the very first live interview that I conducted, which I thought was so cool. And honestly, I love doing video chats now for my interviews because it just feels so much more personal. You get to feel the natural back and forth between us. And I just think it's amazing. And shout out to McCall and Mike. They have been such good friends of mine ever since the interview, and I'm actually going to lunch with them tomorrow, and we're going to meet in person for the first time, so I'm really excited to actually meet them, and it's going to be so awesome, so stay tuned for that. I'll probably post something on social media about it. We'll see, but I just, I love them so much, and I just thank them once again for taking a chance on me and being my very first live interview and being my little guinea pig. Moving along to season two of Pop Punk Promo, 
my very first international interview was Brani. And that was so incredibly exciting. I didn't even think in my mind that I would be getting international interviews for a long time. And I came across Brani somewhere on social media and was just so inspired by her aesthetic, by her music, and she is just such a cool person. So I reached out to her and she is straight up the sweetest person ever. She's so nice and so kind. And she's also someone that I have become friends with throughout, you know, interviewing her and everything. So she, of course, accepted and it was such a fun interview. I loved speaking with Bronnie and chatting with her. And then after that, we had Demi the Daredevil, who was also another super enjoyable interview. He was so fun to chat with, just such an easygoing guy. And then we interviewed Call Me Tomorrow, which was a local band here in my hometown of Lakeville, Minnesota. Now, they are a duo that I went to high school with, and they are so talented. They are so cool. So that was a really fun kind of nostalgia journey that we went on in that interview. Then we went on to interview Vesper, the Uma, who was another international artist from the UK. Following them, we interviewed Blame Evolution, which was my very first German interview. They were such a cool German band, and I it literally blew my mind. Like I thought the UK was as far as it's going to go. No, I got to Germany too, and I actually have a huge following in Germany, which I think is crazy so if you're listening from germany right now shout out to you thank you so much for tuning in it's nuts i just can't even believe that you're listening to my voice right now that's literally insane but then moving along from them we interviewed ricky jab who is taylor acorn's incredible guitarist he's also become a good friend of mine we've got leah and then Taylor Acorn herself was interviewed and I waited a long time to get this one. So this was a huge one for me. And Taylor is just one of the nicest people ever. And she's also become a good friend of mine. After that, we closed out season two with Tilly. And this was another super exciting one for me because I just got obsessed with Tilly's music. So to be able to interview her was absolutely mind blowing. We then opened up season three of the podcast with an interview from Capture This, and then we followed that up with an interview from Canner. Now, Canner was very unique because she had just released her debut single right before the interview came out, and even though she was technically a breakthrough artist and this was her very first release as an artist, She has actually been a part of the pop punk scene for over a decade now. She works behind the scenes to help songwrite for a ton of huge names that you know, like Tilly, Scene Queen, Lolo, like literally so many incredible artists. And she helps them songwrite in the studio. So she finally came out and released a single of her own, something she can call her own with her name, fully attached to it and that is so cool so the canner interview was a really cool one for me following my interview with canner we interviewed the danish band foon now they were my very first interview from denmark which i thought was so freaking cool like i don't know i you know i thought the uk was big i thought germany was big and then i got an interview in denmark and i was like losing my my fucking shit you guys like this is nuts. I truly cannot believe I get to interview all of these incredibly talented people from all over the world. That seems like something I shouldn't be allowed to do, but yet here I am doing it. And you guys are listening and it is so cool. So again, thank you guys. And then after our interview with Boone, we interviewed Eddie Lamb, who is a very unique, talented person as well. He is a part of many different instrumental groups. He plays guitar mostly, and he uploads videos to TikTok, teaching people how to play guitar. So he was another really cool interview. Following him, we had Sophie Shreds, and then Rose Colored World, Caroline Riley, Vern, Nick Karcher, Keep Your Secrets, and finally coming up 
full speed to the present. Last week's featured artist was The First. There you have it, pop punk enthusiasts. That was a full recap of all of the interviews I have conducted on pop punk promo. And I'm still just absolutely flabbergasted that this is even something I can say. I have released 36 episodes, roughly probably 30 interviews, and this is the 37th episode, the first episode of season four, nine months into this thing, and there are so many firsts, so many big accomplishments, and I owe it all to every single one of you. If you guys didn't listen, I wouldn't be here, and it is just so special to be able to share music with people all over the world. That is really why I started this thing in the first place. I just wanted to bring light to small artists who were looking for people to listen to their music. And that's exactly what's happened. And it's been so cool. And I've found a plethora of new artists that I wouldn't have known had I not started on this journey nine months ago. So it's been so fun for me and for you. And it's just been such a whirlwind. And thank you again so much from the bottom of my heart. We're not going to do an official news segment for this episode, but there are a couple releases that I did want to make you guys aware of. So first off, a new release that came out earlier this week was Junkie by Royal and the Serpent. So if you guys don't know, Royal and the Serpent is currently on tour with Fall Out Boy, and they are such a cool freaking band. She is so weird, but so herself and just such an icon for the queer community, for the weirdos, for the misfits, for people who don't feel like they fit in in the world. She sings about that. She embodies that. She is 100% herself. So if you have not checked out Royal and the Serpent, I highly recommend it. And like I said, they have a brand new song called Junkie, and you should definitely check that out if you've never heard of them before. And if you're going to go see Fall Out Boy this summer on tour, you can catch Royal and the Serpent opening for them. So make sure you get there early so you can check it out because they're going to put on a banger of a show. I can promise you that. The other release I have for you guys is currently a pre-save. The band Hot Milk has a new song called Bloodstream, which is available for pre-save now, and it comes out on July 11th. If you guys are not familiar with Hot Milk, they are such a cool duo in the scene right now. They are from the UK. They have a very dark, very depressive sound and lyrical vibe, and they are incredible. They were a part of Sad Summerfest last year. They go on tour pretty frequently. They don't come to the US very often, but I'm hoping that that will change in the future here. A couple of their popular songs you may know would be Candy Coated Lies or Glass Spiders, but they also have a brand new album coming out and they have a few singles released from it. Those include Party on My Deathbed and Horror Show. So if you guys are interested and you have never heard of Hot Milk before, I highly recommend you check them out. They have a lot darker vibe, like I said. Um, they actually have a female lead singer. Her name is Hannah Mee, and she can rage, you guys. She can scream. She is not a girly girl, to say that in the least. She is so cool and so badass and just wears black every single day. So if you guys like a band with a little bit of edge to it, you are going to love Hot Milk. All right, pop punk enthusiasts, it is time for the moment you've all been waiting for. It is time for our featured artist segment. I am super excited about this one this week. This artist is definitely unique compared to some of the other interviews I've done. It is another female singer. She has her name attached to her stage name, but she also has a band that she plays with and they have a name as well. So that'll make sense in just a minute. But I'm just so excited to share this very unique person with you guys. So without further ado, can I get a drum roll, please? (laughs) 
This week's featured artist is Amy Gabba and the Almost Famous. Alrighty. Hey, everybody. We are here with Amy Gabba and the Almost Famous. How are you doing today, Amy? Good. How are you? I'm doing excellent. So good. I'm so glad to have you on. Do you want to just introduce yourself to listeners, your name, pronouns, where you're from, anything else about you you want us to know? Sure. Oh, I love I love that you include pronouns. Um, yes. <laughs> it's very um, important. I am Amy Gabba. Um, the rest of my band is the Almost Famous. Um, so it's kind of a two-parter. Um, I, my pronouns are she and her. And I'm from Calgary, Alberta, but I actually live in Toronto now. And I have for, I think in September, it'll be 16 years. So wow. it's hard to say, where am I from? Am I from Calgary? I've got like a, you know, a West Coast backbone with a, you know, East Coast spirit, I guess. Okay. Nice. So <laughs> you're from, you're from Canada. That's awesome. Yeah. So where cool. are you actually? I didn't even ask I'm, if you're. Yeah. I'm from Minnesota. I'm from Minneapolis. Oh, so okay, it's gotcha. like sort of close to Canada, but like yeah. not that close. I don't know. I've never been to Canada, so oh, it's strange. Been... I've, no. I've been to Minnesota and I, well, actually like the replacements are one of my favorite bands and they're actually Ooh. from, I think, St. Paul. Yeah, I think so. There. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm very familiar with talking about it, but uh, yeah, awesome. you know, I've got lots of friends who fly through there on tour. I'd love to get there and play a show sometime. Oh, that would be so fun. And especially like listening to your music and like getting to know you a little bit. Like I would seriously love to come to one of your shows. That would be so sick. Well, I will uh, reach out when we finally get that US tour uh, set up. That would be amazing. That. that would be so fun. But yeah, anyway, thank you so much for being on the show today. I'm really excited to have you. Um, do you want to just kind of start off telling us how long you've been making your own music and how that kind of you got started on the music journey, all of that good stuff? Oh, wow. Okay. So we only have so much time. So I'll try to do the whole note. But kind of like I mentioned, I, I grew up out West in Alberta and I was singing, performing at a really young age. Like, you know, I think like I hit a stage for the first time at like seven or eight. Um, I was going in like singing competitions, but I was really into country music because that's just kind of Alberta, right? You know, you have the Stampede, there was a lot of country bars. I think it's a little bit more eclectic now than it was when I grew up, Um, you know, 90s baby. But um, so I, I started off in country. I was performing in the Stampede. I don't know if you've heard about the Calgary Stampede, but they have this big show every night to like 30,000 people. It's this big outdoor show with fireworks. And so it really gets rid of your stage fright and it gets you in the habit of performing to, you know, large groups and, um, and just really kind of, you know, singing, dancing at the same time, all that kind of stuff. So um, then when I moved to Toronto and when I was 21 in 2000 and I want to say seven, so I'm giving away my age there, um, (laughs) there there just really wasn't a big country scene, but I was kind of ready to move out of that. You know, in high school, I'd gotten more into rock and roll and ACDC and Led Zeppelin and that kind of stuff and had cover bands who would play that kind of music. And uh, so I started writing my own stuff around then, but it was definitely more like singer, songwriter, acoustic type stuff. And yeah, you know, as the years went on, I discovered punk and ska. Um, you know, in like my mid twenties, I'd say. So, yeah. you know, I didn't really grow up writing punk or ska music. I wasn't even really that familiar. Like, I knew like Green Day and Blink One Eighty Two, and maybe No yeah. Doubt. Like, you yeah. know, that's what that's <laughs> all I could really list. But um, I started kind of really writing that music. Like, I, I would say like maybe ten years ago. Um, and then just kind of honing in. I wasn't really ready for anyone to hear it for a while, Mm -hmm. um, until, you know, it kind of, even when we put our first record out, there wasn't really an intention like, okay, let's put out a ska record. It was more like, Hey, I wrote these songs and now we're going to record them. And then maybe we'll just throw them up on Spotify and see what happens. And it was kind of like that. It wasn't, you know, a well thought out plan or, you know, we want to start a band and we want to tour the world. Like, I don't think we expected anyone to even really listen to them. So right. it all kind of just was a happy accident that way. That's so cool. And I, f- I feel like everyone who kind of starts making music doesn't really expect it to go like super crazy. You know, like I don't even think like Blink-182 ever expected them to like get to the level of fame that they're at or like Fall Out Boy and stuff like that, you know, like hmm. it's nuts. But like, that's cool. I, I like the idea that you just kind of make music for what you're feeling and who you are and then you just release it without any like certain intention, you know, like that's kind of fun. It just kind of shows like where you are in the moment. I don't know if that makes sense. But. Yeah. I mean, we, we did it a little differently this time because we're like, okay, this is the second round. We got to kind of do it yeah. properly because, you know, you do when it happens accidentally, it's great, but you also have a few regrets. We're like, oh, what would have happened if we would have done this? Yeah. Right? What if we would have done a proper album release and roll out and promoted it and did all this stuff? You know, you, you kind of have those questions. So with Screaming at the Top of My Lungs, we kind of were able to get rid of that, you know, question mark of like what would happen if we actually did it this way. Um, but, you know, 
I was writing songs for so long and I never felt confident enough to release them. Like I just kind of kept them to myself or I'd play them at open mics and stuff. But yeah. I think, you know, in hindsight, I'm like, I should have just put music out way earlier because it was fine, you know? Yeah. Um, but you always, the first time scary because you're like, oh my God, what if everyone hates it? And what if everyone's like booing me off Spotify being like, right. what is this garbage, right? The internet can be a cruel place. So you definitely have those fears. But anyone listening who's thinking about it, like just go for it because I think we're our own worst enemy when it comes to that kind of thing. Absolutely. I definitely agree with you too. Like I, I've been so in fear, like my whole life of being like, you know, I'll make like anything, like, like not necessarily music, just anything. And I'll be like, oh my God, what if people hate this? Like when I first started doing the podcast, like what if people think I'm so cringe or something? I'm like, but I'm like, whatever. I'm like, I'm doing this for fun for myself and to help other artists succeed you know like that and that's the goal and who cares if people think it's trash they don't have to listen to it you know like (laughs) yeah you get to a point where you're just unapologetically yourself I think in the beginning I had a hard time you know like someone pointed out some reddit comments that weren't very nice and and you know you uh, kind of obsess over those because there could be a million compliments and so many nice things that people are saying, but you would like hone in on that negative and it can really consume you. Like it kind of took the fun yeah. out of music for me where I was like, what the hell? Like it's not even true. Or, you know, they were like, I yeah. want to know who this, this industry transplant. I want to know who's financing this. And you're just kind of like, it's me. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and, and people just kind of throw out all kinds of hate and you're just like, Oh my gosh. Like you don't realize how deep that can cut. But I think you it get does. used to it. And you're just kind of eventually you're like, you know what? They can cry about it. Like I'm not going to focus yeah. on, the one or two people that are being a-holes behind, you know, a computer and not even like using their name um, exactly. as opposed to like the real human beings that are like, Hey, your music really touched me or it really affected me or it helped me or I connected with it. Like that means so much more. And eventually you learn just to focus on the positive. Yeah. I absolutely agree with that so much. Like, and we live in such a internet, like, c- like centric time and everyone is just hiding behind screens all the time. So it's like how much, you know, can you put on your self-worth of some someone who's just sitting probably in, you know, their parents' basement or wherever, just like hating on people for no reason. Like you can't put that on yourself, you know? And so. you're being vulnerable and bearing your soul and your yeah. emotions. And they're not being vulnerable at all because they're mm-hmm. not even, you know, like you don't even know who they are. So right. it's really easy to be an <laughs> asshole. Sorry, I don't know if I can sound, but it's, you can, like, yes. it's really easy to be an asshole when you're like hiding behind the veil of a secret identity and, you know, and yeah. a keyboard, you know, it really takes guts to walk up to somebody in person and say these things that you're typing. So keep that in mind oh, next yeah. time you're a jerk. <laughs> oh, literally. I'm like, like, all these people they would never walk up to someone and just say that shit like there's there's no way so I I don't take any of that to heart I'm just like yeah it kind of stings a little bit you're like that sucks someone would say that but you're like it doesn't change who I am and what I'm producing you know so 100% you can't let it affect you and you can't change who you are and what you're putting out to try and make other people happy because that's not what you're doing it for like I'm doing this to like for myself, this is my therapy. This is how I work through hard things I've been through. And if it's not yeah. for you, cool. Like I was talking about this with my boyfriend the other day. And I'm like, I really try not to ever say that band sucks because that band doesn't yeah. suck. You right. know, that music right. may just not be for you, but that band does not suck. It's just not for you. And that's what it is. Like my music may not be for everybody, but I mean, the people are like, oh, she sucks. And you're like, that's not really fair. Like, that's not really an accurate Yeah, yeah exactly. You know? like, you're like For me personally, I'm like, I don't really prefer country music but I can't say it sucks because it's like it's music you know it's just not my cup of tea and that's okay and there are some country bangers there just are so it's just like it just depends you know but yeah but anyway we should talk about like how would you kind of describe like your personal brand and your music style just like surrounding Amy Gabba how would you kind of describe that when people think Um, of you I mean, there's there's definitely like a, a ska backbone to everything that we do. And yeah. I mean, it's it's hard because I have so many influences. Like once you know my story, there is a bit of a country background. There's a blues and rock and roll background. There's a classic yeah. rock. There's pop punk. There's pop in general. Like I love like, you know, Miley Cyrus and like, you know, like singing you know, all kinds of like pop music, like Lady Gaga. Like I absolutely, like I can't do what she does. She's phenomenal, right? So I really do pull inspiration from everywhere. Um, I think you, if you had to pick a word, you would say energy. There's definitely a lot of energy behind it, but it's very honest. You know, I'm really kind of, our songs are very honest. They're about real stuff. We're not writing about, you know, like inanimate objects and like funny, yeah. you know, like real big fish, you know, it's kind of hilarious, right? But this it is, is like real feelings and real scenarios and real people. 
Um, but you know, a lot of people just call us a ska band. It's like, we're, you know, we're, we're an inspired ska band, but we're really a something for everybody band, I think, because I mean, you've heard the record I'm assuming and, you know, there's some ska, but you know, even people that are like, oh, I don't really like ska will still come to me and be like, but I really liked this because, you know, there was a bit of other stuff there and there was like a whole bunch of different genres and trying to like, just put one label on it is really difficult. And I guess that's what we wanted. Um, any industry exec would say that that's a mistake because they want you to fit into a category and they want it to be like, file this under this category. But, you know, we just want to try music that makes us happy and that, you know, says who we are and that mix is very eclectic and that's okay. So I think I kind of like that the whole vibe behind it is, you know, you're going to hopefully find at least one song on this record that you really like. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And yes, I have listened to the record and it's, it's so cool. And like every song, seems to have its own kind of genre too which I think is incredible like I I love Hey Little Rich Girl like so much it it has like you said like kind of that blues jazz kind of feel to it and I I think that's so fucking cool like I, I get to actually take credit it. for that one song and that really? is a special cover yeah so it's uh like uh, two days of specials like way back like London specials days they did that real rich girl and then we just kind of did our own arrangement of it though so we did kind of I think it's so incredible though you did such a good job on it like oh my god yeah that's incredible but even like like punching underwater definitely has some of that like pop punk kind of vibe to it and like but like every song has like a little bit of a different flavor and I love that so much thank you well that's what we're after right we want we don't want like it's great if you like one sound and then you buy that record and all 12 songs sound the same if you really, really like it. But otherwise you're like, why did I buy the whole album if every song right. sounds the same? So we wanted to make right. sure that there was variety on there for sure. Yeah, I love that for sure. Um, I, I I am not a fan of bands where every single song like sounds exactly the same. I'm like, did you just like copy the same chords and just write like different words over it? I'm like, it's just like, I don't know. I like having different things and I love listening to an album for the first time and like not knowing what to expect and like and things surprising me you know I love that kind of experience so I think you guys did that very well awesome thank you I'm glad you agree (laughs) yeah you're welcome yeah I yeah you just are so incredible and I I really like what you're doing so it's awesome oh my gosh yeah I like I'm so bad at taking compliments but that (laughs) I am too I'll I'll, like give people compliments like every day of the week and then as soon as someone tells me one thing I'm like Oh my God, suddenly I'm shy. I'm like, oh man. (laughs) So I'm extroverted when I'm giving out the love, but when I'm getting back, I'm an introvert. Right. That's 100% me too. I'm like, man, thank you. What did I do to deserve this kindness? Like, (laughs) I get it. But yeah, so um, let's move on then. So you're an independent artist. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. We, we did partner with Jump Up Records in Chicago for the vinyl of this, but like we are all DIY. We recorded on our own, we made our own decisions. We wrote the songs ourselves. We own the masters. Like we were hustling. We did a Kickstarter, like we're doing to try and make this happen ourselves. Yeah. That is so cool. And do you like being an independent artist or like, how do you kind of feel about that? I do because I really don't like being told what to do. (laughs) Yes, I get that. (laughs) I I have worked with a few like smaller labels being like, hey, this will be good because it'll be support. Um, But I just kind of found that it was like, okay, like I didn't really feel like there was a huge difference. And then you have to ask permission before you do things and you have to, you know, then, you know, 30 or 40% of everything you do is gone. And you're kind of like, I don't really like, I know how much I'm hustling. So it's like, does that feel fair? So um, it was, you know, this time around, we're like, we're just going to do it ourselves. And at least we can be like, hey, we did did exactly the record we wanted to do. We didn't cut corners because someone else wanted us to. We didn't, you know, fall prey into the whole, you know, make Mm -hmm. this more mainstream. You know what I mean? Like I've heard of of a lot, I've had a lot of fans even be like, okay, signed to a label. And then it was like, I had to push my release date two years and I had to do this and I had to cut my favorite song. And, you know, I didn't even recognize the record when it was done because it wasn't at all what I wrote. And I just, I didn't want to have regrets this time around. And of course, you're always going to have things where you're like, oh, maybe, okay, I should, maybe I flubbed that up or I should have done this better and that's fine. But I feel like I'm, I'm way more comfortable with my own regrets than someone else's. You know what I mean? When you regret something because you're like, oh, someone else made me do it. That's not an appropriate excuse in my brain. I'm just kind of like, if I'm the one who makes the mistake, I can live with that, but I don't want to have to be upset with what someone else decided for me. 
Hey guys, Sydney here. So at this point in the interview, I had a really weird electrical surge happen and I totally lost connection. So I'm going to explain that in the next part, just so that you are not confused. Okay, let's continue. Okay. Oh, there you are. I just your message. That was the weirdest thing ever. I because they were doing some work outside my house, and I legitimately think they cut my electricity for a second because oh. like everything shut off, like everything. And I don't Light understand what everything. just happened. And I was like, um, okay. Oh, and no. then it came back. What were we saying? I think it was like you had asked about um, oh yeah, like working with labels and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the point that like what I'm trying to say is that like we really didn't want to have regrets but if we were going to have them we wanted it to be on us so we we're like i'm okay with making mistakes and having to live with those regrets myself but i yeah. don't want to be like i shouldn't have let these people push me into this corner and tell me what record to make and regret right. it you know because you can't blame somebody else it's on you you make these decisions so i was right. like you know i don't know if you've ever heard that jim carrey quote about his dad who was like i don't know if he was an accountant or when he hated his job and he really wanted to be something else but he picked mm-hmm. the safe thing and then he yeah. ended up losing that job and getting fired. So it's like you can fail at the things that you don't want to do. So you try to like, at least it's better to fail at things you really, really want to do. So I think right. it's better to fail as your genuine self than to kind of let somebody tell you who to be and then fail that way. Because that hurts. Exactly. Way more. So, Yo, so. Absolutely. I agree. And like, I, I've heard from so many like independent artists that they they prefer having the like freedom of being independent to like, they're like, it's hard work. Yeah. But at least I get to be who I want to be and on my own timeline and everything. So yeah. And when it becomes a job, it's not fun anymore. And I've gotten to mm-hmm. that point where I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like I've even been in cover bands where we're making like, thousands of dollars a show but I'm hating the songs that I'm singing and I don't have a choice yeah. but and I'm like I hate this like I don't feel like this is my life anymore and right. I don't want to feel that way again so even though I'm burnt out and I'm broke and <laughs> um at least it's on my terms as opposed yeah. to somebody else telling me what I have to do and I can live with that because I can say at one point you know I'm done and you know, even I know I, we haven't stopped since December, since I finished recording this record, it's just been go, 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 go. And and I'm feeling the burnout for sure. And I'm like, okay, August, I have one festival booked and I am not booking any other shows. I need to take that time because, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. So if I was on a label or working, you know, as someone's employee or whatever, I wouldn't be able to like, you know what, I'm really burnt out. I need to take August off. They'd be like, nope, we've got you booked till 2025. There are no breaks, right? Seriously. And you see bands that are literally touring like all year and they maybe are lucky to get two weeks off like Mm -hmm. every few months or something. And it's just like nuts. I don't, I, I could never like... That sounds so draining. Like, I don't know how people do it. I work a day job too. Like I have jobs, I have a personal life. I have a day job. I have other things that I do. And I don't think people realize that. Like, it's really hard to do this as a full-time job if you, you know, want to be able to afford certain things in life and not couch surf permanently, right? So, um, you know, this is a lot of work, but it's another full-time job on top of a full-time job. And then you've got family and you've got partners and you've got other people you care about that you need to make time for in your life. So you want to make sure that you're not sacrificing that, you know, and I mean, people will understand, but at the same time, you feel that guilt and you carry that around. So yeah, things that matter. Yeah, I absolutely get that. Cause like, yeah, writing, writing, recording, you know, producing everything. It, it's very time consuming. Like, and if you like, if you don't block out time for it and you just let it like, you know, erupt everywhere, like you, like you said, you won't have time for other things. So you have yeah. to like, keep it to where, you know, like you need to be like creative and do it on your own time. But you also need to make sure that you're like booking time for yourself. Like boundaries. that's, I can learn that I've had to start to be like, I can't, I'm sorry. The answer is no, it's right. just, just because I can't, you know, right. I'm like, you always think you have, to have a really good excuse or whatever. It's like, you don't, you just need to say, I don't have the capacity for this. And I've, I've had to start saying that being like, Hey, I'd really love to do this interview, but I'm, I'm just, I can't even talk about another one until, you know, <laughs> end of June until this album really shows over or until this tour wraps and you always feel bad but it's like I think people will appreciate the honesty more than you'd be like yeah yeah no problem and then you're canceling or you're not showing up a hundred percent or absolutely you know what I mean? yeah you yeah. can tell that you're you have so much to give and they're like well I wish that you would have just kind of waited right right like like you were not feeling well last week when we were scheduling this and I was like hey like it's okay you need your rest you know like I'm not I'm not here to push anyone to do an interview with me. Like I'm literally someone who started this eight months ago. I'm still pretty young. You know, I'm 
I'm 23. So I'm just like, you know, I'm like, I just started this. I don't expect a lot of people to have like a lot of respect yet. And that's okay. But I'm like, I'm here to help, you know, and I'm not here to make your life harder. You know what I mean? So. And I think that you like for me, I owe it to people to give them a hundred percent. So it's like, mm-hmm. look, I'm just like, I'll still do it, but I'm gonna be sniffing yeah. and, <laughs> and sneezing constantly, and you know, being like this whenever you ask me a question. And like, I think you know, I owe you a hundred percent of me. I owe you the best version of me, so that you know, because I've had I have friends who have podcasts too, and they're like, yeah, they they rushed me through it. They only gave me fifteen minutes. They just kind of I was like, uh. get answers, and it's like I never want someone to have that experience so yeah I've been lucky that I haven't had that that type of experience yet like I everyone that I've interviewed has interviewed for about like 45 minutes to an hour something like that and it's been like great so but I'm very like I'm I'm a little picky when it comes to who I interview though too I like I like to like I'll I'll, like come to people and sometimes people come to me but I'm always like I make sure that they're a good fit for my show you know and they're not just doing it just for the publicity blah 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 I'm like I want you to be an honest person too you know like Mm -hmm. I want you to enjoy what you're doing and you want this you want publicity or an interview for a good reason you know what I mean like not just I don't know yeah and I think sometimes when you get to like the larger acts as well too that have been doing it for a while you know, those are the ones, you know, that I hear where it's like, okay, well, I only have 10 minutes. And you're like, okay, well, hey, if you don't really want to do it, then, you know, don't, right? I think yeah. when, you know, your people are coming to them and they're really kind of asking for their time and maybe they don't see as much value in it when they should, because it's like that just, you know, you're letting people have this glimpse into you and that's what they're going to see. So, I mean, yeah. I think like I really want to make sure any interview I do where you're you're getting the best of me and not, you know, me on my worst day. <laughs> yeah, and I, I absolutely appreciate that too. Like that means a lot, you know, because it, it shows that you care about what you're doing and you care mm-hmm. about, you know, the interview and the people who you're talking to and like collaborating with. Right? Yeah. 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 And I, I think that's so important. Like you want to make sure that you're you're caring for yourself and then also like the people who are trying to help you too, you know, like it's it's a good quality to have. I love yeah, that. Right. <laughs> nice. All right. So my next question for you, I guess, um, do you utilize TikTok at all? Oh, I don't promotion? know that. And I'm, I'm <laughs> older than you. Uh, so uh, That was like, part of my, my question. And then I was like, I wonder if she does. Uh, <laughs> I've even made jokes on, on other interviews being like, hey, anybody out there who wants to do TikToks before we go for it? Um, I mean, I have made a few reels. I like just started learning how to do that through like mm-hmm. album promotion. Like when I did a few reels through Canva. And so I'm kind of figuring out, but I honestly, I just don't have time right now. Like things have been so crazy. Yeah. It probably will be something that I'll dip my toes into once I have the time, but I'm kind of in like triage mode right now where I'm like, unless it's a nine one one, then it's just going to have to wait until things calm down. Right. Like we've got yeah. like, some tours coming up and album release shows and, you know, the album just came out two weeks ago. So a lot of this stuff happening and we're like, okay, so it's something that we will get to whether it's me or whether it's somebody else, but yeah. just at this time right now, not on TikTok. Yet. Yeah. No, that's understandable. Yeah, I've noticed like some song, I've been getting notifications that some people put our songs on TikTok in their reels. So that's cute. I love that. And yeah, once once this interview comes out and I'll I'll do promo on Instagram, like I'll put your songs on it too. So like you'll get more of those too, which is super fun. So I love social media does that now. It's so cool. Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's honestly a feature that I've been like secretly wanting without like knowing I wanted it, if that makes sense. Like as soon as it was there, I was like, this is incredible. I can put songs in my posts now. Like it's it's amazing. I love it. You used to have to like it was really hard to put that together without that teacher. Yeah. Be like, hey, go to this link and click this link to go to this. And like, so if people don't take the time to click, then they don't hear it. And I think right. time you, you snag those listeners by having a story where maybe there's a 15 second clip of your song and they're like, yeah. Oh, actually maybe I do like Scott. Right. Like yeah. we all have these perceptions where like, Oh, I'm not going to be into that. And then we catch it by accident. Like we last week alone, I think we had 38 Shazams. And like, oh, I don't even wow. know people Shazam out there. <laughs> <laughs> they do, right? Yeah. So, um, I think That's there's funny. like, it's been played certain places and, you know, people probably would have been like, not, you know, clicking on that name and be like, I'm going to see what this artist is about because people are all busy and we're all constantly on social media, but we're not really engaging. And, you know, I think Shazam is a great tool as well, where you're like, hey, 38 people were able to discover who we are just because they right. heard it. And we're like, what is this? I'm going to like, look it up. Right. So I think that's social media so cool. 
you know, for all the negatives that it has, it has a lot of positives when it comes to like, you know, being a, a brand and an artist and, and trying to get your, your songs heard by different people. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I am such a person that I, I listen to music like all the time. So like, I'll be like sitting in like a restaurant or a bar or something and I'll be like, Ooh, my ears pricked up because I recognize whatever's playing or if it's something I really I'm like, Ooh, I really like that. So like, I'm totally someone who would Shazam something like I definitely have tried in places like that. And sometimes it doesn't work because it just it's too loud or whatever. But I'm like, oh, my God, let me Shazam what I need to know, you know, or like, I'll be like screenshotting playlists. Like when I put a yeah. random on my phone and something comes, I'm like, what is this? I'll run from like the other side of the condo and like <laughs> screenshot it so I don't forget who it is and try uh, to download it later. But you don't always get that opportunity. Right. So. Right. Yeah. And I, I'm such a fan of like the Spotify curated playlists, too, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like it'll give you stuff that you already know and it'll give you stuff that they think you might like based on what you already like and I love that because I've found so many incredible bands just through that which is it's it's so it's so perfectly like integrated to you I love it so much and people hate on Spotify and I mean hey I have a certain degree of you know (laughs) you know issues that I have with with Spotify but at the same time I'm also really grateful because without them like we get a lot of listens from Spotify curated player algorithmic Mm -hmm. playlists or you know things where they just throw us in you know similar sounding bands and people discover us that way so you know as much as you know our Spotify royalty checks are like 15 cents a month it's it's still pretty awesome that you know it's helping us with the marketing aspect and the like getting our our music out there and then hopefully they'll come and they'll buy the record on Bandcamp or they'll buy it on vinyl or they'll buy a t-shirt or come to a show or something that's you know it's different day and age now yes they should pay us more but at the same time they are Mm -hmm. doing there's something that they're doing for us at the same time right and I I wouldn't even have a platform without Spotify because I I distribute through Spotify for podcasters and yeah like they like sponsor my my podcast too so I I have like ads for them and I make like two cents not even a listen you know so it's like it's it's like chump change but like it's it's still important I'm still getting my content out there you know like I'm very grateful to have the opportunities so like yeah I I understand what you mean and like streaming definitely takes away a lot of like quality like money for artists which Mm -hmm. like I understand which is why I love buying cds like I I I feel like a lot of people will look at like me and my age and they're like, do you even listen to CDs? And I'm like, dude, I fucking love CDs. Like I have a I, CD player in my living oh. room. I listen to CDs all the time. So uh-huh. I love CDs and I, I do love getting into vinyls too. Like I lo- there's something about collecting vinyls like that mm-hmm. are just so pretty and just looking at them. And it's just, I don't know. I just, I love collecting vinyls. Even just a conversation. Like, you know, I was right? talking about you know, our favorite Flatliners record the other day with a friend and, and I was, and it was, he was like a cavalcade. I was like, I have that on vinyl. Like, it's just such a conversation starter when you're like, oh, I have that record, right? Or it is. Oh, that record. I've been looking for that. Like, it's like a cool little hobby on the side. I mean, it's an expensive mm-hmm. hobby. I had to, you know, pull back eventually. Um, but I, there's something about collecting. Like, even I still have DVDs. I love tangible things. Yeah. I miss the blockbuster and picking out a video and I, I am yeah. dating there but you know there's there's something I, I still remember blockbuster i mean i was a child but i still remember it like <laughs> yeah. everything's so accessible to us now and it almost makes it less special because it's just yeah. right there you know so um i do i'm such an analog girl in a digital world like i just really love kind of the old way of doing things and i, I try not to give that up entirely right yeah me too and especially like um, you know, if you're like going on a road trip and you lose connection, you're like, well, shit, there's no music. Well, you're like, well, I've got CDs. Anyone want like pick your favorite CD? Let's play it. Like if there's something about that, I, I just love. I love asking my passengers to be like, pick a CD, any of them. I've got a ton. Like <laughs> I was on a road trip last February and I think I had like a rental car where the like thing, the little Bluetooth thing just wasn't working for my yeah. phone. And so I was like, well, and I like pulled over and like went to a music store and I just like bought I don't know, the most random. I think I got like Miley Cyrus, Plastic Hearts, like Metallica, uh, <laughs> Alice in Chains, like just the most like strange mix. And I just oh listened to the same like six CDs for the whole like six hour drive. And it That's was kind incredible. of incredible. Cool. I love that. I mean, lucky for you though, Metallica has some long songs. So like you can like get through their album within like a decent amount of time. Like that's already yeah. like a sixth of your, your drive, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, I, I love that. I will never ever give up my physical CDs. Like as soon as I see people like, they're like pre-order a CD, I'm like, 
Hell yeah, I will. I'm yeah. like, absolutely. I love CDs. So that's one 100%. thing that you can count on. <laughs> oh my God. I would cry. That would be so sweet. Oh, no, I yeah, <laughs> oh my God. Thank you. I would love that. Cause I, I will give love to that CD. Yeah, I promise. Anyone who's going to appreciate it, 100% it's yours. So. Oh my God. Thank you. That would, yeah, that would mean so much. So thank you. But yeah. Um, let's move on then, I guess. So my next question for you. Um, so I interview a lot of women on this podcast. It, it's very important to me to like give a platform to women in the scene because it's, you know, you don't see a lot of women in the scene besides like Avril Lavigne and Haley Williams, like at least up until now, like there mm-hmm. wasn't a ton of representation. So I guess how has being like a woman uh, affected your success in the industry and have you felt any like backlash as far as that goes oh um backlash I mean it's 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 really difficult right like I said I mentioned the reddit thread thing there was like guys being like oh this girl just seems so plastic I want to know who paid for her boobs and you're just like well these are real for <laughs> you what do my boobs have to do with my, <laughs> oh my God. right so you can't avoid that and like you know I was in a, like writing with another band at one point and we had this photo shoot done and you know, I just looked horrible. Like it was like just bad angles and really unflattering. And I was like, guys, like, I don't want to put these in. Like, oh no, we all look great and you look great. It's fine. I was like, you don't understand being a woman, being it's like different. male artist versus a man is totally different because people are going to look at it under a microscope. They're going to pick it apart, like not, not in the same way they would a man. And I think a lot of guys kind of don't get that. So it is really hard when you're working with men to try and get them kind of to understand what it's like to be in a woman's shoes. Every guy will say they do, but I'm sorry, guys, you don't until you've done it. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm fortunate the guys that I play with now in this band are, are absolutely amazing. I haven't been that fortunate in the past. So I have had some lineup shifts, you know, where it's like, I don't feel mm-hmm. supported by these people who really understand that it's not the same as it is for, for them. Right. So right. That can always be difficult. I've I've turned down recording deals. I've turned down insane opportunities because I could tell that I was getting that, you know, in sort of like Mm -hmm. not because of talent or not because of the music, but because they were trying to find a way to own me or control me or, you know, you you meet this like producer that wants to work with you. And it happened to me in like 2016. And I'm not going to say who it was because I don't, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. It does matter. But I was so glad. I was like, this guy wants to make a record of me. I'm just so blown away. I went to the studio the first day. We wrote this killer song. We were so stoked. And then right after that, all the inappropriate texts started coming in. Mm-hmm. And stuff. And was like, well, you just ruined it. And I just like had to like cut it off. And, and so I was like, I can't work with you. Like this is yeah. not and no it's more than you think, you know? Yeah, like, it's I mean, it's horrifying. <laughs> like I and I I'm sure it goes even deeper than I'm even aware of. And it's just yeah. so it's so fucked up. I'm like, like, don't don't waste my time if all you want is to like use me for whatever, you know, like it's gross. Yeah. And that's one thing that I like I it's really important to me in like my platform to like keep the same or this the scene safe, you know, because there's been horrible like you know, outings of of bands being called out as abusers with their fans and this, that, the other thing. And then even yeah, if you said producers, and I just I I can't. So if if I ever find out that anyone that I've interviewed is like that, I'm like, God, like I it hasn't right. happened yet, but I'm just like, man, I'm going to be so mad because I try to pick good people, you know. Like, I can get that vibe from you. Yeah. And that's yeah. Like how it's about. Like I wrote that song about literally another, like a different person than the one I just talked about, um, you know, sexually assaulting me in the studio in a safe space Ugh. where you're trying to make art. And it was just like, how dare you? Like, this is supposed no. to be a place where we're coming here to create and you're taking advantage of that to push your own yeah. agenda. And whether it was you had a, you had feelings or a crush and however you justify it, I don't care. It's right. inappropriate. It's not okay. And, and I think that was my way of trying to be like, you know, taking back that power to be like, you know what, like, screw you. And I'm not going to let this like, kill my love of music. I'm just going to be really careful about who I work with. And I'm going to, you know, I go to California and I work with the same guys because I trust them. And because mm-hmm. I know that they're a safe place for me. And it's, it's really hard to find that um, with a brand new person that you don't know and, and get the best performance out of you. Right. So when people are always like, why do you travel so far to do that? It's just, it just, it's what feels right. And it's what makes the most sense for me, especially with things that we've been through. It's, it's, it's hard for a woman to find that. And I shouldn't say like, I'm not saying that every guy in a, is a, like, it's, is a, not a safe place, but it's like, it's yeah. more than 
safe. It's more about having that rapport and that trust and that confidence and that, you know, where you fully feel you can be yourself, you know, yeah, it's really exactly. vulnerable. You're, you're opening up your diary, your whole life to these people. And you've got to find someone that you gel with. And it's, I think it's a lot more difficult for a woman to get that right fit than it is for yeah. guys. They're kind of like, Oh, we're working with this producer today. Another one tomorrow. Like it doesn't, it's not the same thing. They don't have yeah. to go through the same mental checklist. Yeah. Um, and they don't have to worry about being sexually assaulted in their session like or you know sliding into the dms afterwards right or, like they don't know. have to be like oh you were super cool how about we meet up afterward blah 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 like you know like you don't yeah. have to worry about that as a dude with a dude for the most part you know like they mm-hmm. they're like we're bros whatever and then yeah it's so i feel you and i'm just so sorry you've had to go through that like that sucks and that's not cool and i i hope that one day we can live in a world where that's not something that's normal you know like i really hope about it is important i'm always hesitant to like crawl under a rock and like oh i don't want to talk about this but i'm really trying to challenge myself to do that because it's never going to change it's never going to get better unless you talk Mm -hmm. about it because i think a lot of like oh that doesn't happen it's one on once in a blue moon it's like no it actually happens to like like three out of four women so happens a lot yeah. And like, you're someone that like my listeners probably have never heard of. So they'll listen to this and they'll go, wow, it's even happening to people who aren't in like super ungodly famous, you know, like it's crazy. Like they, like, it's so sad. And I just really hope that things can change, you know, and that's, that's part of like what I want to do with my brand too. Like I'm, I'm promoting women because they often just get completely bulldozed over in the industry. Like, like you said, with, you know, sexual favors, this, that, the other thing, just to get their music out there. And that's just not how it should be, you know? No, so no, it so, should be equality. It should be the exact same for no matter, regardless of what, how you identify what your pronouns are, where, you know what I mean? What, where it, none of that should matter. Your background, like it should be the same for everybody, regardless of where you come from. Absolutely. I agree. And so, yeah, that was, that was a huge point that I wanted when I started this. I was like, I do not want this to be like any type of exchange, any type of anything. I'm like, I just want this to be a fun conversation. I get to promote someone who's really talented and hopefully we can be friends or something, you know, like that's, that's all I want. And I love that too. here we are. So yeah, thank you for being so open and honest that that really means a lot. And I hope that my listeners can like resonate with that too, you know? So no, I hope like that we can make change. Yeah. We have an obligation to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we're like, I don't know if you want to, I was like, you know what? I don't necessarily love the idea of opening it all up and putting it all out there, but we are, we're even doing a video for that song and I've got to be more comfortable talking about it. And I think you can't make any real positive change or influence it if you're not willing to at least be honest about it. So anyone listening, Absolutely. you know, if you're struggling with something like you're not alone and that's the most important thing is that people know they're not alone absolutely I couldn't agree more and yeah I'm I'm a safe space for anyone too so like anyone needs to talk rant whatever it's like dms are open I'm here so yeah yeah that's 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 always that's always my goal but um all right let's let's get a little bit more uplifting here so let's talk about your newest album, Screaming at the Top of My Lungs. Do you want to just kind of tell us the inspiration, everything that there is to know about it? Just yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> that's so hard. Um, so Screaming at the Top of My Lungs still comes from the song How Dare You we were just talking about. Because um, mm-hmm. one of the lyrics is, you know, I hold my breath because it's hard to breathe when you're screaming at the top of your lungs. So um, that, like, that, I don't know why. It just kind of came to us. I was like, that's the name of this record. It just kind yeah. of... It, it really and I've seen even in reviews and stuff what people have said they're like it basically sums it up well because I'm just belting it out for 12 songs mm-hmm. straight yeah, so I mean, absolutely. Um, but I'm as close to screaming as you kind of get and you can tell there's a lot of emotion and there's a lot of honesty and it's there's a lot of storytelling and you know there's a lot of frustration and it really is cathartic it's when I write songs it's how I'm working through certain things and it may be an internal struggle it may be an external struggle it may be someone else's struggle like I wrote punching underwater when Roe versus Wade was overturned because I was just like what yeah. is that? you know like, like <laughs> yeah. ultimate frustration and now it's a metaphor for so many other things in my life too so yeah. you know I used to have these dreams where you know you're trying to like you know someone who wronged you and you're trying to punch them and it's like you're punching underwater because your fists are just like spaghetti and it's like that feeling of helplessness is just like you know so prevalent um in this day and age so i mean yeah a lot of these songs are they're they're very personal and 
Um, but they're all just, like I said, so different, you know, like heavy was written when one of my friends, you know, went missing years ago and we oh, couldn't wow. in her and we looked and we were like, okay, we can't keep obsessing. I was like, I just need to like try to distract myself with songwriting or something. And that was what we came up with. Right. So, um, there's a lot of really cool stories behind it. Uber over is, you know, my friend Pedro just passed away in December and he oh, was one wow. of my best friends, but he sent me a text one day and was like, Uber was new. And it's like, I don't know why, but I just like have this thing in my head that like, you should write a love song called Uber over. And I was like, that's a great idea. And I did. And then it just sat there and, and we didn't do anything with it. And then when he passed away suddenly in December, I was leaving the next day to go to LA oh. uh, to finish the record. And they were like, well, we can cancel if you want. We can reschedule. I was like, no, like he wouldn't want that. Like the show must go and we got to keep going. But I think this is a sign we have to include that song. And now it's, I get so many messages of people being like, I really love that song. And I don't Aww. think I expected it. It was like, we put it on there for me and for him. Yeah. Um, but I think there's people that are like, oh my God, that's one of my favorites on the record. I really love the reggae vibes and I love it. It's a little bit different, a little bit slower. So um, yeah, that's so sweet. Falls Aww. together the way it's supposed to, right? Everything happens for a reason. I'm not saying that's why we lost him, but I'm saying that's why right. that song is there. Um, right. So yeah, scream at the top of my lungs. Like we, it just, everything was carefully put into place by, there's a story behind all of it. And it all kind of is like this beautiful little jigsaw that came together. And we get to work with a lot of really great talented musicians and, um, you know, like Jason, I'm a huge Green Day fan and, J- and Jason Freeze like plays on Asking For, which is yeah. just such, I didn't even know he was going to until after I heard the track and I was like, who's playing on this? And he's like, oh, I just asked Jason to do some some keyboards. I was like, okay. Yeah, like, I, I just asked Jason. Like, like even like Billy Cottage, he does all the organ on, on the songs and he just killed it because it was like, he, you know, just kind of going in blind. There was no like, here's a, here's a chart or here's music for you to read off of. It was like, just do your best. Let's see what you come up with. Yeah. So we write keyboard parts for those songs when we demoed them. So it was wow. pretty cool just seeing those added like touches on everything and you know Ryland and Dave are like my family they're like my best friends so like anytime even when they'd be like oh well let's maybe try this I'm like oh I don't know like I'm out of my comfort zone with that and but then I would sleep on it and be like you know what they know what they're doing like I I need to just trust that process and but if there was something that I would like felt really adamantly about like you know punching underwater for example we were gonna like change that around and take the solos like no no no, like the solo has to be exactly this like I will die on this yeah, one of my favorite parts of that song, right? Where it's just that noodly solo. It's just like and the end of the key change. It's so cool. Yeah, it is so, so I, cool. I like I was listening to that song too, and I was like, whoa, because like it definitely it was one of those that came out of like almost nowhere. And I was like, this is so cool. Like it, I I love guitar solos. I love any type of solo. So like it's just it's so good. I love it. What do I? And it makes it obviously difficult because you're like, you've got to like, we're really lucky that I've got people in this band that can really wail a solo. But uh, if you like guitar solos, I think this record will be for you. There's quite a few just like in there that are just awesome. So I absolutely agree. Like you, you definitely have a little like an old soul type of vibe to you too, which it it makes sense. But like, I love it. I love it so much. I think it's so cool. And like, like you do mix like, new music with old music so well and like like I said each song has its own character and personality and I just I think it's incredible so thank you well you're welcome I'm a girl that you know was like basically raised in the 90s but on 70s and 60s music right so it's like those influences coming in and then in heavy you've got like almost like a Metallica like metal type so like solo right in the middle of it so there's there's a whole bunch of stuff kind of all over, but I'm like, I like it like that. I like keeping people guessing and, and mixing it up. So yeah, that's fun. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I love the new album so much. And I think everyone listening will too. So it's it's so incredible. Yeah. Everyone make sure you go listen to the new album. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> we're excited. Yeah. yeah, I can't wait to play those songs live on Saturday. So we're we're pretty stoked for that. Oh, that'll be so exciting. I'm so excited for you. So I guess then like bouncing off of that, um, what are like some of like your your live performances like what do you have coming up as far as live performances we okay so i mean um we we aren't going international quite yet unfortunately but right now we've got our album release in toronto on saturday at the Alamo, which is like legendary venue like blondie ramones joan jackson yeah. rolling stones like crazy 
Um, so we're so excited for that. We're playing with the Filthy Radicals, Harley, Olivia, and Jacobian. And even the bill is very much like our record. It's like Jacob's like a singer songwriter, kind of bluesy vibes. Harley is kind of like, oh God, like um, I would say almost like Biff Naked kind of like Ooh. cranberries kind of yeah. her. and then filthy radicals are like a through and through ska punk band like they stuff. so it's kind of like all the influences that kind of come into our record are kind yeah. of like setting it up for the night which is pretty cool um That's awesome and then we've got buffalo ska fest in buffalo july 22nd we're playing with like nine other incredible ska bands um, we're super excited for that we're playing Voodoo Rock Fest in Ontario in August. We're doing mm-hmm. Camp Pennsylvania in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Um, we've got a little like Ontario run of shows with Among Legends where we're, I think we're playing Hamilton, Barrie, Guelph, and St. Thomas, Ontario. So nice. a lot of like Cleveland Gate, but we're really, really trying to do like a proper US tour and like Europe in 2024. That's what our goals are. Like yeah. we would have loved to do that this year, but I don't think uh, we realized how much work it was going to be just to try to like get this record out in the promotion and the Kickstarter and the, you know, Absolutely. all the So yeah, it sounds like you're doing a couple little East Coast things. So that's exciting though. So anyone from the East Coast, you guys can catch them on tour. That would be awesome. awesome. Vegas in May, we did punk rock bowling. That was huge. That was like on our bucket list. So we were so happy to do that and and actually play the the West Coast for the first time, basically. So that was pretty awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. Well, it sounds like you have a really exciting summer and like fall coming up. So that'll be so awesome. I'm so excited for you. But yes, remember to take time for yourself and rest as well. As as important as it is to like get your name out there, tour, and as fun as it is, it's like... You don't want to lose momentum, but you also (laughs) can't burn yourself out because then it's not going to be good either. And then you're going to be canceling things. And I think people would rather you obviously not do that. They'd rather you wait till you're ready. So yeah, Yeah, because then you're not like disappointing people. You're just saying we'll be out soon, you know, instead of just making it happen and then yeah. not making it happen we you know what I mean? do it properly yeah exactly but awesome that's so exciting i'm so excited um so you just released the new album so i assume you're not gonna release any other songs anytime soon is that probably correct yeah i uh, right now we <laughs> like as much as i'm like hey i'm gonna start writing new stuff i'm like i am at the point where i'm like hey i can only take on so much so yeah it will not be re- released like i mean we may do a couple like one-offs and, and mm. whatever there's some some things that you know you talk about with your friends maybe some fun covers or whatever but as far as we're not going right to work on another album we want like yeah. out of this record and yeah we you should to, like, put it out and then just like okay on to the next like we really want to make sure that it gets that you know we hit as many people eardrums as we can with it before we kind of say okay let's move on to something else because I'm like I'm honestly like I don't know if, how we're gonna top this one because we're so so <laughs> proud of it and again I can say that because there's so many people that helped make it magical it wasn't just yeah. me, like so many yeah. and collaborators and people who are a part of it it was really a big like kitchen sink party that brought it all together and and I think that's why it is so special so yeah. we're, we're moving on to this one and gonna ride that out as long as yeah. we can we yeah. try to talk about number three and honestly even thinking about doing this all over again I'm like oof, I need to like hire <laughs> <laughs> yeah well this album is absolutely incredible and I know people are gonna love it I love it I think it's so amazing and I'm gonna keep streaming it and hopefully a cd maybe if you send yes. me <laughs> But yeah, I'll definitely be like, I've already added it to some of my playlists. I added it to my powerful scene women playlist. So people can go listen to that. So yeah, I don't know how people like, like, do you get notifications when people add things to playlists? Is is that that a a thing? Yeah, there's like a Spotify for artists app that will kind of show you playlists you've been added on. But I think it only, it'll say like you're on this many playlists total, but it only lists the ones where you've got like unique listeners. So it's, if it's like, one's personal playlist where it's just them listening I don't think it shows up but if it's like a public playlist that you share and you get I don't know how many unique listeners but like basically like if five different people who don't own that playlist listen to it then it'll kind of show up your stats and your and that kind of your info it's really neat though if like if any yeah I think you could probably get it for podcasts where it'll be like yeah you have this many listeners in these countries and these are your Mm -hmm. top like yeah I I do do have that actually but I yeah it's different from the artist one but like I do have the the podcast one and I it's it like blows my mind looking at people from like other countries listening to it I'm like this is crazy yeah like that's amazing that we have that reach 
Whereas, yeah. you know, 20 years ago, there's no like way, like absolute, unless you like travel yeah. out there and have a contact in every country, who's going to get it out there, right? Yeah, so. it's nuts. I, I'm, it like still blows my mind so much. And I do have like, I think it's like 15% of listeners, maybe it's even more in Canada. So oh, that's wow, good cool. for you. So <laughs> yeah. Come to our show on Saturday. Hell <laughs> well, yeah. If you're in Canada, go to the show. <laughs> But yeah, so it's about time for us to wrap this up, I think. So it's been so fun having you no, here, Amy. No. Like I, I've had so much fun chatting with you and this has been such a great interview. So. No, it's my pleasure. I love when you can talk to someone you just feel like you've known them for years and it doesn't yeah. feel like informal interview like I feel like you and I could go hang out at a show no problem we have a blast oh absolutely I think we could and that those are the best interviews for me is when it feels more like a conversation not like an interrogation you know because like I've definitely had some where I'm like okay next question (laughs) and I'm just like you know what I mean and yeah I'm I'm, yeah so this one has felt super natural but it's a good time when you're like I don't want this so it's great so but again if you ever come through Canada, you know, send me a message. I'd love to get you some CDs and, you know, some shirts or something maybe. And, and then when yeah. we go through Minnesota, we'll make sure that we reach out to you. That would be so fun. I, I love going to shows more than anything. Like I will literally take off work in an instant to go to a show. Oh, so yeah. like, okay. if you let me know, I'll be there. So, <laughs> so I promise. Absolutely. We will. Yeah. Is there anything else you want the listeners to know about you? Any, any last words or anything before we let That's you go? Fine. <laughs> um, we have vinyl for the first time which i'm really excited we were talking Ooh. about vinyl and i'm we've, which is actually hilarious i don't know why it didn't occur to me earlier when i was complimenting your makeup and hair our vinyl is yellow and pink so oh my like, god it's like meant for you um so we've got yellow vinyl, vinyl i might have um, to buy one <laughs> yeah, they're available, yeah they're available on our Bandcamp page all of our stuff goes through band, our merch through Bandcamp. so um nice. definitely if you're a vinyl collector we're so excited that we have it on wax because it just for the ep it didn't make sense right it was only five songs yeah. and we right. sold to charge 30 bucks so that doesn't make sense right so yeah um, the album's pretty vinyl, lengthy so yeah it, it makes sense that's perfect yeah and and it, we're, we're so excited so we've got new merch on our site we've got all kinds of fun stuff um you. if you're looking if you want to just check out our site if amy cabin's band if you just search amy gaba band camp you'll it'll come right up for you so Perfect. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I'll link that on my social media and all that stuff too for them. So that's so perfect. Thank you again, Amy. Oh my God. Enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you. You too. I definitely will. All right. Thanks so much, Amy. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody. That was my interview with Amy Gabba from Amy Gabba and the Almost Famous. If you guys are interested in keeping up with her on Instagram, her handle is at amygabba underscore af. Make sure you stream their brand new album, Screaming at the Top of My Lungs. Like we were saying in the interview, there is a song for everybody on there. It definitely is genre bending, has some Scott, has some pop punk. It's got a little bit of jazz and blues. It literally has something for everyone. So make sure you check it out. Just a reminder to visit poppunkpromo.com to see all of the other incredible artists that we have interviewed and featured on the podcast. There is so much on the website, so make sure you go check it out. Also, you can go to poppunkpromo.store if you are interested in any Pop Punk Promo merch. Be sure to rate our show five stars on Spotify if you are enjoying the content that we are providing. It lets me know that you guys really love what I'm bringing to you, and I can keep doing it every single week. This is where I'm going to leave you guys this week, Pop Punk Enthusiasts. Thank you so much again for tuning in to this week's episode of Pop Punk Promo. Make sure you tune in again next week at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on Thursday. We will release another incredible episode at that time and every single week following that. So make sure you keep up to date with all of your pop punk news. Until next time, stay safe out there, pop punk enthusiasts. Keep listening to brand new music. Check out all of the artists that we have previously featured. And we'll catch you again in the next episode. See you later. For more information on how you can become a featured artist on Pop Punk Promo, visit poppunkpromo.com.